And tonight we are doing Lost Girls, a 2020 film that's on Netflix now. We're doing it because it's a 2020 film on Netflix now. Uh, I didn't really know anything about it. I was just trying to find us some 2020 movies to do because we really just haven't done too many of them. Uh, And theaters are still kind of not open for everyone, so we are supplementing. Uh, So I knew almost nothing going into this, and I assigned it. So did either of you two have any knowledge going in? So I thought it was going to be like another horse girl movies, and now I'm like, okay, I watched horse girl, and I have to watch lost girl. Is it going to be something like that? Very, um, very different movie. <laughs> but once I read the the little synopsis, I asked my mom if she wanted to watch it with me because it seemed like something we'd both enjoy to watch together. But she said she already saw it. So. Oh. Oh, someone's heard of it, just not anyone on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you know anything about it, Nicole, or just what I told you as the credits started? Yeah, just what you told me, which was a true crime story. Real, yeah, once real, I heard it, a real story. Yeah, once I heard it was that, I was like, oh, okay, that's good, because Nicole, Nicole likes the true crime sometimes. I don't know how, how Jess feels about it, but, uh, it's, you know, well, once again, easy to watch, only an hour and a half. Uh, determined to find her missing daughter, a desperate woman launches a personal investigation that leads police to the unsolved cases of murdered sex workers. So, yeah, true crime... 90 minutes uh, based on a true story. So if that interests you, if, that's your, if you're the target demographic for that, it is on Netflix now. So go check it out if you have any interest, because we're going to spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with the Women of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, we were introduced to Mary Gilbert. This is Amy Ryan's character. Amy Ryan, people recognize. She's a lot of TV. She's in Birdman. She was... Uh, what else? She was in Gone Baby Gone. She, we, she was in Beautiful Boy. We did that uh, about a year ago. So she's 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 always popping up places, and she uh, is like a she's a working mom, working single mom, doing a lot of jobs. Uh, she's kind of uh, kind of prickly kind of character. Uh, you know, loud loud mouth at times, speaks her mind. Uh, and she has a daughter. Uh, we learn is estranged, some somewhat, uh, and she is a, a prostitute. Um, and one night she says she's going to come home and she doesn't. Uh, this woman also has a couple other daughters. Sherry, who's played by Thomas and McKenzie. She is from uh, Jojo Rabbit and Leave No Trace. And then the other daughter is Sarah Una Lawrence, who was in uh, the movie we did earlier this year. Big, big time adolescence, that Pete Davidson movie. So uh, this is the family. And uh, when she doesn't come home, the, the other daughter... Uh, they, they, Amy Ryan's character is like, oh, we gotta uh, go to the police, see what people know. She's doing her own snooping work, and it leads to the discovery of a bunch of murdered women. Uh, none of them are her daughter, but, uh, it unravels into a big, giant serial killer list of all these different women who have been murdered. I should say this takes place in 2010, and the murders stretch all the way back to as early as, I think, 96 is what they say in the movie. Uh, so there are, you know, there's obviously a cop character, Gabriel Burns, Commissioner Dormer, and several suspects, helper characters, other women who have been affected by these murders. And that's the that's the story. Are they going to find the killer? Are they going to uh, find the find the missing girl? We're going to have to find out. Uh, Nicole, what do you think of the plot? Um, I do like the true crime dramas. Um, I'm not sure how accurate this is because, well, I've never heard this story. I grew up in a 
close proximity to this area that this sets place in, and I've never heard of this, so I don't know how televised it was outside of the Long Island, New York area. Um, so I don't know how big of a story this is, the Long Island killer or whatever they called it. Um, mm. But I am always interested to see what the what they decide to highlight in a movie like this because i'm sure there was so much you know to take away from the family that is dealing with this and this has this movie has an added group of people that also are that that had victims in their family from this and the fact that they all come together is very interesting that they that they put this in here um because i mean as we can imagine when a something devastating like this happens uh, anywhere that this this probably happens every time but it's not as highlighted in these types of movies um so i was really happy to see that this family had a support system within that group um of of women that lost women in their life uh, in their lives so i'm really happy that they highlighted that in this movie um the plot itself is is interesting it's kind of a it's still a mystery and as we talk about it more and we get into the ending where we find out some truthful information you know about what happened at the end of this movie uh, excuse me at the end of this story um but just to watch it and not know the ending is very uh anxiety inducing because you just feel so bad for these people and you know we we want to know what happened too so i like that this movie gave highlight to these families and this woman in particular trying to find her her daughter um you know we get a lot of backstory as we'll talk about in the characters of this family um the mother specifically and what happened so it's interesting to see you know, how we feel about these things. Um, I'm going to give it a, I mean, it's hard to say. It's like a true life thing. Like, uh, I'm going to give it a four just because I like how the execution of it. What do you think, uh, Jess? Yeah, I agree with Nicole. I was, um, going to give it a four as well. I, I think it's the kind of movie I'm typically interested in. I like crime too. And especially about like women or some kind of group that, doesn't really get the justice they deserve. And with this group here, like the um, girl who was being attacked, she called the police and it took them like over an hour to get to her. And every step along the way, like the police did like the bare, bare minimum to try to help the mom, to try to help the daughter, to, you know, showing like the whole newscast what went on. It was painful to watch just because of those details. And I think they highlighted them pretty well. Um, I like the community that got built from this and learning each piece of the family member. Um, one thing I did wish they did was go into more detail about the other bodies that were found. They did say some were they couldn't identify, but some they could. And we don't really know much about the killer. We just kind of, it's in perspective of the mom trying to find his daughter, her daughter, which is great. But I think I still wanted a little bit more of background knowledge and that would have maybe even made this a five and really engage me. Yeah. I, uh, I, 
<laughs> the women love the true crime. It's not my favorite genre. Um, and it, this is, uh, a, like a solid TV movie kind of feel for me. Um, it's, you know, I, I like, I was interested in this cause I saw a couple of the actors and I really like a lot of the actors in this and we get to characters. Uh, but the story for me, kind of a, kind of just typical, um, not a lot of tw- like twists or turns. I mean, it's based on a real life, so you can only work with the material you're actually given. And I think they do. I think the end is done pretty well, actually. I think the last 10 or 15 minutes of this movie is some of the best stuff in the movie. Um, it takes a little bit to get me interested. I'm not really interested until the group, the, the group of women come down. Uh, Cause then we can see our lead character interact with more people other than, just kind of bouncing from person to person trying to find information. Once she has like, other people to play off, I think it gets a little more interesting. Um, I'm, I'm a little more Luke on this whole thing as a whole. It's going to be a very just safe down the middle kind of movie. Uh, I'm, I'm at like a three for the plot is good. Is decent execution. The director of this is to say Liz Garbus is a documentary filmmaker for the most part. She's made numerous documentaries. And I think when we get to the visual and sound, you can kind of feel some of that. It feels, uh, some of it feels like it's put together documentary style, um, and it, you know it's a true story. So I guess it's uh, a good a good chance for her to do some do some non documentary stuff. Uh, but the characters here, uh, other than the Gilbert family, Mary, Sherry, and Sarah, all spelled not how you would think they would be spelled. Uh, we have Commissioner Richard Dahmer, uh, and then we have some of the other uh, uh, supporting women like Kim and uh, Lorraine. Uh, and we have uh, our kind of bad guy, but we're not really sure. Dr. Peter Hackett, played by Reed uh, Burney. People recognize him as Donald Blythe from House of Cards. Uh, Dean Winters, also known as uh, Mayhem from the Allstate commercials, is another cop. Uh, and uh, yeah, Kevin Corrigan, the guy who always plays taxi driver or bartender or low-level mob guy. He's in here as like a paranoid neighbor. Um, I think, I think I covered all the main people. I mean, we don't really get a lot of the girl who's missing, Shannon. She's not really a character in this. But uh, what do you think of the characters, Jess? I, I like the characters. Um, so the sister, what was her name? Sherry, right? I was like, I have seen this girl before. Where Sherry's the oldest, the oldest uh, daughter, and yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't put a finger on it. I just ended up thinking she was just a familiar face that maybe I just reminded me of someone else. And I just looked her up, and I was like, oh, that was Brendan's favorite character in Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I don't think she's too versatile of a character. I mean, she did play two very different roles, but she still is kind of like that meek-ish girl with the small voice. It's not like here she was like super rambunctious or energetic or anything. I think she's still... That's just the kind of character she plays. And, I mean, she played it well. I am curious to see if they kind of change the sister a little bit or if that's kind of if, – or if her personality traits were like that um, in real life. And I, I also wish we could have seen more of her other sister, Sarah, because I don't know if you guys looked up this case afterwards, but I Googled it and then yeah. – I'm not going to say what happened. I'll let it Well, they say at the end. They show – they say at the end credits with – like when the words come across the screen, what happens with the family and other stuff at the end. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I read that, but I, I looked it up after I saw the movie and I was like, uh, I kind of wish they maybe hinted to it a bit more. I mean, they did a teeny tiny bit, but I, I wish there was kind of 
You wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I know, Nicole, you, you were waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time, Nicole, because you, you've noticed the scene where the younger daughter has some confrontation with the mom, and you're like, and they talk about some sort of mental illness, and then they don't come back to that until the end, which we're talking all around. But well, Yeah, they put, yeah. A, they put a strong presence on the medication, and they also have the scene, one of the scenes um, where she's in the police station, and she's like, Mom, my head really hurts. I don't feel well. Yeah. Um, they have the whole incident at school. Like, there's a huge buildup to that the, do- that the youngest daughter has a problem, and it never comes back up it, during the film itself until we get real-life facts at the end and i'm like what what why did we have that build up it seems very important <laughs> um and it just kind of fell off yeah that was my criticism as well um with the youngest daughter but i mean it is what it is i i like the family member i'm sorry i liked the the group that they met of women like the sisters and the moms um i especially like this the family, I forgot her name, the family member of the sister who, whose sister um, passed oh, away. Oh, Kim. Kim. Kim, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really like Kim. Um, I like the perspective that she had on everything. It was very different. Obviously, I wish she could gain more insight or wasn't so hard on herself what happened to, I guess, change her life choices. But um, I, I did like that spin on it. The cops were just regular, just bad cops, cops that didn't care or really didn't think the significance of these women were any importance. They obviously ranked their victims based off of some sort of class, which is uh, very frustrating to watch, but I guess that's just the way things rolled out yep, in this cops, movie. They're just yeah. like, oh, prostitutes, we don't really, we're not going to, yeah, we don't, <laughs> murder prostitute, who cares? Exactly, and very frustrating. The doctor was so slimy. Like, I hated seeing him (laughs) on screen. Like, he definitely was more involved, and it was just frustrating because the cops never even got, like, a search warrant to, like, look at the shed or anything at all. Like, he just got away with so much stuff. I don't even know if he really was a doctor. Um, It was just ridiculous. I. He's, he's based cringe. on a real. He is based on a real person with the same name, and he is, he was a doctor, and he was cleared and not looked into further. Uh, so I didn't yeah. even think I mean, about that, Jess. That's so true because they do have a scene in the in the when they're snooping around with that with that uh, neighbor, and they see all the stuff in the shed, and I didn't even remember that. They never even came brought it back up. It was so who was the evidence. old guy who like saw everything and he was like oh by the way i oh, saw yeah. her run away screaming something about murder i don't know what she was saying but she ran that way like what the, <laughs> that was, like, what the hell was yeah. that <laughs> uh yeah that like there's bits and pe- significant bits and pieces of this crime scene but like no one even cared to put it all together which is crazy but um so i'm gonna get the characters again a three five what do you think, uh, Nicole? Um, I I do like the dynamic of the family. I know it's a, it's it's to us it's very broken. It doesn't. I mean, it, it it's apparent that Mary tries her hardest and to provide for her children. And regardless of what happened with Shannon as a young girl, it sounds like she was uh, truthful in saying she gave her away as a form of help rather than to you know be cruel um Mm -hmm. 
So that just, to me, that shows a lot of strength in this woman. Um, you know, who, who can imagine how difficult that is to have to do that? So that really sets us up for why the, why this uh, mother is so rough and, you know, why maybe her other daughters seem like they aren't getting the attention they deserve. It's because she's been working so hard just to have the essentials that maybe that love comes off in a different way to us so you know i like the i like the child the the two daughters and the mom um trying to just make their way through this whole mess you know um i like the support that they get from the other women in the group i didn't know how it was going to turn out with this whole facebook thing maybe because facebook was kind of new and it was like uh you know in 2010 and and we're seeing them use it for something good um kind of takes us away from what a lot of facebook is today which is not like this anymore um but i liked to see that tool that that sherry used in order to get some closure for herself uh and her family um i also think that that doctor is so sleazy and i didn't even remember that about the shed until you just said something like there were so many clues about this guy but it was apparent that he was buddy buddy with the whole cop uh with the whole crew because he had all those pictures in his office or wherever she was um so it just goes to show you like how you know small small town police can be buddy buddy with people and it automatically makes it that much more difficult to solve something like this because one we get the pictures of the whole police crew and it's like okay well we know that they're not going to look into him any further because they obviously have a background and then the second thing is exactly what jess said which is the other cop the uh, the uh, nasty cop um putting a bad name to to, for, to mayhem putting a bad name to to sex workers getting killed like it's that's not new and it will never go away that that feeling that people have saying that it's irrelevant that a sex worker was murdered or missing it's just heartbreaking so it, they they played them well i'm sure i feel like they were probably pretty accurate to how it was in the real story you know, altogether, I think that everybody really did work well together in this film to give us the vibe of how this was going on. You know, this this area of Long Island was very upscale and it was gated and it's the typical stereotype of you don't think anything bad could happen in a bit in an area like this. But that's where most crimes can go unsolved because it's so quiet and so connected. Um, so the whole the whole cast gave off a vibe of that which i appreciate so i'm going to give it a four for the characters as well so amy ryan is an actress i really enjoy in pretty much everything she does and she's just kind of she has to be like the super yelly off the rails ish one uh and then i think everyone else they must have just gave some some sedatives uh because i don't get a whole lot of energy from anyone else in this movie other than our lead uh i i, I mean the doctor i think we've all said it he does a really good job of being creepy i don't know if the real life guy was definitely the prime suspect and probably had something to do with it or if 
the movie just needed a villain, so they they're like, all right, we got like five suspects. Who's the who's the best one that could fit the mold? I don't know how they determined that for the dramatization, uh, but beyond that, like Thomas and Mackenzie's re, I think she's the best part of Jojo Rabbit, and she's excellent in the movie Leave No Trace. If anyone's ever seen that, she got a bunch of young actress awards because she's a she's really good, and in this she is she really isn't. She's like kind of bland and. A little boring, but I could say that about most of the other characters. And it, it, it kind of, it all feels underbaked. Like Kim, the the character who comes in and she's like part of the group and she's another, she's also a sex worker and her sister is one of the, the well, ones who got killed. And she's supposed to be like the surrogate for the, for the daughter that we're following that got killed. Like she's like a big sister to Sherry and she acts as like the older daughter for Mari, uh, for uh, Mary and it, but I don't like, I don't feel, feel it at all. Like if we get to, when we get to residence of feel, I don't like, I'm never welling up. I'm never like invested in and feeling like, Oh, this is so painful uh, ever. And then all the other side characters, like the, like Gary Burburn, the, the commissioner, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be there. He's like doing nothing. And, and mayhem's a caricature and the neighbor, Kevin Corgan, another actor, character actor. I really like all the time. I don't know what he's doing in this. He's put his binoculars and sp- snooping around. Like it does, none of it like works to me. I don't, I don't, there's no cohesion with all these people. Like I don't, and I think it has to do with some of the visual and sound too. That I go back to the TV movie feel, but I I can't give these characters more than a than a, like a two. They're really, I'm not gonna remember any of this. This is a real, real forgettable, real forgettable piece, unfortunately. Uh, but the visual and sound, uh, I already mentioned, it's made by a documentarian. Um, back to who turns it? Jess, what, uh, what do you have for visual and sound? So when they showed the real footage, like kind of side by side of um, what happened, I was so surprised that it was 2010 because that looks like 1997 material, like just going into the bushes or stuff like that. It just looks so outdated. And I was surprised that it was only 10 years ago. I feel like Um, I noticed with a lot of a lot of movies that put real footage in to to the movie that it always looks much older than it is like is that really what 2010 news looked like i, I think, think it might so. have been no i think you, we we don't realize how much things progress like how quickly 2010 was 10 years ago i mean technology wow. like yeah because that's when we were like you know 2010 i had like an I iphone i don't remember i, I had like an iphone stuff. 3 then like like smartphones were only two years old at that point i think like it was not you know it was a different time crazy yeah i was surprised by that um I think the bi- the biggest visual that I think all three of, all two of you will touch on, I guess both of you, all two of you, <laughs> all two of you will touch on is the pile of bones that is her daughter at the end. Oh uh, my god! I yes. know. They do. We're on, we're on that part now. They do find her, and she yes, she is indeed not alive. It's just she's so I unidentifiable. Um, it it really did look well, like just there was something that was identifiable. They oh yeah, her wallet. Oh, something else they touched on when they met with the boyfriend. The the middle daughter says, "Do you, you loved her? That's why you punched her in the mouth and made her get a metal jaw." And that's mm-hmm. what they saw in the field was a skeleton with a metal jaw. Right, that's what they could be sure. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I know. And I I 
I can't remember if this was in the movie or if it was something I researched afterwards, but they were able to pull up her like toxicology report and saw there was like no drugs or anything in her system, which mm-hmm. goes against what that old guy was saying. Like she looked like she was on drugs. She was just running and like crying everywhere. Um, which is pretty oh, amazing that. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty amazing. Just you know, someone decaying ten years in that brush. You can still be able to pinpoint that stuff. Oh, they find her only a. I think they find her only a year later, but still, I mean. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. It was a a year later, but yeah, she was just completely decomposed. It was just kind of her hair and the bones and everything. Um, And after that scene, they found more bodies, which I I kind of wish they showed that on video because I just wanted to see how they compared. Um, but they only really focused on her. <laughs> you want to compare the decomposition? <laughs> well, it's just, it was such a visual. I just, and I don't, I think they said it was all from the same killer. So I guess I was more curious if like if there was a style or more, I guess, detail <laughs> of the killer's nature. Um, other than that, let me think. I There's not too many visuals that really stick out to me. I think that is the one for sure that I will never forget. I think that image is just now like, in my head when I think of that. Um, but like you said, it is kind of documentary-like. Um, so I'm going to give this just a 3-5. What do you got, Nicole? Uh, I, I definitely get the documentary vibe from this also. It, it feels like, as you've said a couple times, um, a TV movie. Uh, something that they would show on, on like Lifetime. But it has a little bit more to it. I feel, I, I do feel like it ha- it's a little more of a standalone rather than, um, you know, we're not just relying on the story. We have to get backstory from these people and, and we have to kind of see how it went, like from her point of view. And the fact that it was a year later, she's still in touch with people from this case. She still doesn't have answers. She's trying to live her life normally again, but, you know, people can't, she can't leave this alone. And that type of, that type of thing, when you watch a movie like this, is just like, you can't even fathom what actually has been going on in this person's life for the past year. Um, so, you know, it's hard for us to put ourselves into those shoes. And that's a choice that the filmmaker has to make when, putting a movie together like this are we going to show points throughout the year or are we just going to jump the year later and try to show you know the normalcy or or what have you of how they're getting back to their lives i agree that the most chilling thing is the the body that we see it's just like holy shit like i'm obviously i'm not an expert in crime scene investigating um (laughs) i don't know if a body looks like that i don't know when it like happens you know when when they start to decompose or anything so i don't know how like is that what this looks like (laughs) it's very (laughs) very horrifying and the fact that her and the daughter saw it you know that that scene is really sad it's just really sad to think that she just looked down and that's her daughter or sister you know respectively so um those types of moments, especially when you have a sister like myself, and you've, I always put myself in, in the shoes of uh, in a movie like this, and it's like I can't, I can't deal with this. So 
I mean, if you put a, if you put aside the documentary style, I mean, all it was missing to be documentary was just talking heads, right? Like that was literally all that we needed. Um, and then right. a little, a little dramatization blurb at the bottom of the things. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it could have, it could have easily passed for one. Um, so, I mean, it was all fine. Nothing spectacular to me that really stands out to make this any more than a, than a three. What I was thinking, the question about the body, because before that came up, I was thinking to myself, and I almost said it, and I'm glad I didn't, but because I'm saying it now, I was like, you know what pisses me off about these? They never show the body. Like, I want to see how bad the body is, and then they show it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's skeleton. It's got some clothes hanging off of it. I was expecting a little flesh on there, but it wasn't. I never want to see the body. I just, I just find it. I don't know if I find it disrespectful. Like, only because this this movie at the end has visuals of the actual mother and and a picture of the of the shannon and i'm like i don't want to think about that poor woman as that i want to think about her in the picture when uh, i'm like so that, engrossed in like a crime scene thing i do want to see like all the details even yeah, just, just like hard. i want a comparison of the bodies <laughs> yeah no, I, I, just, I like all the visuals because it really like it pieces the picture together of just her i don't th- did they say like the cause of death, or was it unknown, or it could have been strangulation. I keep forgetting what's in the movie. When I think I read they, it. They, they found they found um, that it could have been a strangulation, like the other ones. An independent autopsy, which they paid for afterwards, said strangulation was most likely caused, even though the cops originally with dismissed no it drugs as, uh, in the system. With no drugs in the system, right? Did you, did, Jess? Did you not see like all the words that came across the screen at the end when they were like? I think you know, I like, 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 like turned it, it was off finished. That. Yeah, I think once it, <laughs> it once... fades to black and you just turn it off immediately. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I just closed my iPad and like did something else and I read about it later. So I think it was. I thought it was done then. <laughs> uh, this is the part. The end is what I like the most in this because the end. It, it has some of the best visuals, like the way the ending is shot, and it has that documentary style where it'll, like, sh- cut, show parts of the landscape, you know, when it does that, where it's, like, it shows, yeah. like, a train passing by or the tree at sunset or something. Like, it's documentaries do that all the, the time. Right, setting the scene, setting the mood. I think the ending does a really good job of that, and, you know, we actually get to see the body, and then we get to learn all the stuff that happens, so uh, I, I like all that. Um, the rest of the movie, though, before that, I'm sticking with what I've kind of said, and I guess Nicole kind of agreed with me. It's like, it's like a TV movie. It's like, it's better than a Lifetime movie. It's not, it's not that bad, but, like, the writing isn't stellar. The directing isn't inspired. Um there's nothing, and the music. I mean, I don't ever want to hear the songs. There's two songs. What are the two songs? So she sings. Uh, she sings one has like a little girl on a tape, and then the other one that they do, they do Amazing Grace. I'm like, eh, it's so trite. I hate it. I hate. It. I heard the call. I was like, if I ever go missing, don't ever let anyone sing Amazing Grace at my thing. Like, it's just so played out. I don't. Ugh, it's. I, I don't. I, I don't like that stuff. Um, but. <laughs> It's it's just like uh, all the time. Like that's why I kind of like the what scene. Song would you pl- want to be played though? Well, I <laughs> like... told I told Nicole I wanted to play this really horrible song about dying of cancer, uh, but that's oh it's just because. That's just because you're, like, you're that, probably that's... gonna want to play like Weird Al or something stupid like that. <laughs> I, I would I would not hate that if oh I got pancreatic God. cancer, make everyone play pancreas at my funeral. That'd be pretty sweet. I'd be that'd be 
I'd be really enjoying that. Um, yeah, I don't. I that's why I like the one scene where she shows up to the group at the diner. She's like, "Oh, these fucking losers, all complaining about their thing." And they and the daughter's like, "Mom, maybe we should give it a try." She's like, "We're not like them." I'm like, "Well, finally, I can like get, finally, I'm like back in this character a little bit because she's 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 not buying all the sap, and you know, eventually it becomes somewhat like that. But by the end. I think it's a little more earned. I do like the last 10, 15 minutes of this. Um, my visual sounds like a two again, like uninspired, not don't like the music. Um, not, 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 not great. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really feeling this one. Uh, and the residents and feel, I mean, we'll talk about what happens at the end. They, they find the body finally a year later and several more, uh, but the killer is not caught. And to this day, the killer is not caught. Um, and they have the blurbs at the end about uh, the family. And uh, Mary Gilbert, for years afterwards, continued to be an activist uh, for for uh, missing persons specifically related to this case. Uh, then we get a payoff to uh, the younger daughter, Sarah, with her mental illness stuff. We learn that Sarah Gilbert uh, murdered, murdered her mother in a schizophrenic rage. Uh, stabbed her 227 times uh, and is currently doing a 25 to life sentence. Uh, the other sister, Sherry, is uh, continuing the Facebook page, is basically what I gathered. Uh, and there is another daughter that wasn't even in this. I guess she's tried to stay out of the limelight, Stevie. Um, basically, no one knows anything about her. She wasn't even in the movie. So I guess they did not feel that was... Uh, necessary to keep in there but uh that's yeah nice real bleak ending there um back to you nicole i realized it went out of order last time but uh, nicole what is your resonance and feel for this movie well i know that when it sounds like jess turned it off she would have said something about that um uh well when we read it i know me and you turned to each other like what (laughs) like when it finally came out and i don't know why they waited until the end to explain what happened with sarah as i said and jess brought it up too like they made a point to show us that she wasn't she was struggling in school she wasn't taking medication she was having issues she was she was depressed the whole time there was there was so many times where it just it just showed her as her, her head buried in her knees like it didn't it, something had to be said about it like why was she so lackadaisical about her sister being missing it's because obviously she had a severe mental illness that you know was getting i don't want to say overshadowed because these are obviously two separate things that are going on in in the gilbert lifestyle life you know um but she didn't have her mom when she needed her for these episodes and maybe it was some sort of you know uh, revenge that she never got the attention she needed and that she didn't get the help she needed you know it's just so awful to think um but you know i was very shocked to see that i am also you know just like very happy to see what mary had did for the remaining years of her life trying to bring justice to this it is such a thing that there are people in that that are sex workers that go missing or get murdered or you know assaulted and nothing gets done about it because of their profession and that's just not it's not right and i'm glad to see that mary used the rest of her life to 
um, advocate for that. But the movie itself, I think it did a fine job of showing what it means to be like a mother and a sister in a time like this where someone's missing and you don't have the help or, or the dedication that you should be getting from law enforcement. Um, I've seen better. I've seen things that I like more that show the same thing, but for what this is, um, it was, it was good for what it was. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a 3.5, I think. What do you got, Jess? Yeah, I agree completely with Nicole. Um, I think this movie did a really good job for shedding light on these group of women who it definitely seems like they don't get the attention they deserve, the justice or anything um, like that helping their case. And I'm sure this isn't the only instance that this has happened to. Um, there's probably, you know, kidnapping or murderers like this all over that really deserve um, more attention and spotlight to them for for the women and just for all of us to be aware of what's actually going on. And I, I agree with Nicole too. Like one of the characters called Mary kind of like mom of the year. Um, I forgot how she phrased it, but she said, you know, you're not like one of us. You really were diligent with the police. Um, she basically was mm -hmm. in the office every day demanding answers, demanding they go out in the field to look for them. Even at the end of the movie, like when they kind of give up on her case, she was like, all right, this is the last straw. You guys need to look through the brush and figure out what happened. So I think the persistence of the mother really trying to fight for her daughter and, you know, find the body to get the closure she needed. I think that was really empowering. So I'm I'm going to give this a four because I, I really enjoyed watching this. The uh, the most memorable stuff for me is what happens not even in the movie. It happens in like that ending credits part where it tells you what happened to the people afterwards. And then when I read that the daughter stabbed her 200, 227 times. I don't know how you even count that. That because is insane. It's, 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 oh, how you count it. Wow. Well, yeah, like how that's what it was a 15 inch knife, 227 stabs. That's like, I mean, I guess if they could find there were no drugs in her system a year after she's been decomposing in the marsh, they can count the stab wounds. But uh, like, that's the, the, the thing that'll stick with me is like the what happened afterwards. Um, the movie, it's executed like um, like a made for TV 2020 piece, um, which I don't I don't care for those. Um, so it's not <laughs> that's why well, I, I figured you, you I don't know what it is. Some people really love their true crime. I just, uh, I prefer fictional crime, I guess. I like when it's a, a well-made story and not uh, the real real events, not all the time, I guess. Maybe I would have liked this more as a straight documentary, maybe. Um, probably still not even, though. I guess it's just not my genre, and I don't think there was anything interesting about the execution. You don't like that you can't bend the rules, because we need to follow what happened in real life. Well, they might have. We don't know if they bent, well, they, well, they, we, we know they bent their rules. They they excluded a whole daughter from the from the thing, and we don't know if that one guy was really the evil guy. We just know that because that's what the movie said, but we don't we don't really know that's how fair. the thing went down. Like it's a it's still it's still got its things that are uh, bent to to serve a narrative purpose. And I've there's been a couple of true crime movies that I like, but uh, I think they're they either have a better story to tell or they're done more creatively. Um, bland is kind of what I land on with this. So I'll give it a two because 227 stabbings. That's a that's a number that'll stick with me. Uh, so we're at the end here. Uh, Nicole, you're going to recommend uh, Lost Girls? Um, yeah, I think that I will. I think that there's a big audience for this. And I think that it has a good message um, in terms of what should be covered more by 
the media and law enforcement and what needs to be done about, you know, innocent people that don't get recognition for, you know, going missing or getting murdered, like sex workers, male or female. There needs to be more um, spotlight put on those. Jess? Yeah, I've already recommended it to my friends. Um, I think it's a good watch. Uh, it was it was really interesting, and I I never got bored or anything. So I think it it is a good pace, and you know it's our favorite. It's an hour and a half watch. So mm-hmm. sit down, <laughs> get your snack, watch the movie, yeah. and hour you know. and a half true crime. Sign me and Jess up. We're watching yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I I don't I don't recommend this. I think anything that you could find in this, you could find this for the same in a twenty for twenty or some other I don't know your channel six news. It's just I don't find anything interesting about this. Nothing sticky. No no, no nothing sticks out. There's no lines or moments or characters or. It's just it just kind of felt like a ninety minutes went by, but that's that's fine. Uh, two recommends, one not recommend for Lost Girls, and uh, we're gonna keep doing the twenty twenty stuff, streaming and theater. We're gonna mix them in as best we can. Uh, but if you have things you want to recommend to us, we're still open to that because we still got plenty of slots to fill till the end of the year. Films with the women in my life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Podhost. New tournament going on there. Go check that out on Instagram if you want to see what that's about. Uh, uh, at filmswomenpod on Twitter, uh, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com is our email, and we are on YouTube, Films with the Women in My Life. Go check us out there if you want more, and that is going check to do it for out. Lost Girls. Uh, thank you guys for being on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. This was a good watch. I'm, I'm glad you liked this one, because we got a we got a busy schedule coming up, and there's hopefully going to be more yeah, me movies That means you're up, not going to like anything else. <laughs> I don't know. We have a, we'll, we'll see. Until uh, next time, this is Brendan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.